Hey everyone, Tony and John bringing you King's Talk presented by Cap City Crown. Um, last couple days, last few days, the Kings have been signing some guys, trying to finalize that roster, trying to finalize that training camp squad. Um, yesterday, they signed Quinn Cook to a one-year deal. The day before, they signed uh, Kent Bazemore, bringing him back to the Kings after a two-year, you know, two years away. So uh, that's about it's about the news happening around. Sacramento right now. How do you how do you feel about those signings, John? Well, also, it, I know you meant to mention this one too. A week earlier, they oh, we didn't have a chance to talk about this, but um, a week earlier they brought in Del Vadova as well. But um, you know, that's uh, with the two way contract guys. Uh, that's nineteen out of twenty for the training camp roster. So it's really starting to sh- take shape at this point. Uh, in terms of each of those signings, I mean, I think like Della Vadova and Cook, like we were talking, we've talked about it because they've been like names that have been mentioned several times. It's not like that came out of nowhere. Um, that, those were both telegraphed, you know, months in advance. Um, but, you know, considering the role they would play, which is the third point guard, you know, one of them will play that role, I would imagine. Um, and either way, considering that's not a role that's going to get nightly minutes per se. Um, I think both of those guys are perfect and given the role, uh, very useful. Um, especially we've talked about Del Vadova, just kind of like what he could do in the locker room, but you know, Quinn Cook could do that as well. I mean, he has a great relationship with these players is just maybe even not, uh, if not more than Del Vadova does. And then, you know, his experience with the Stockton Kings, you know, I think has a big, deal to do with that and uh you know either way you cut it given that role those are really good pickups which like is a little different for Bazemore, i think because you know the kings need a lot of help on the wing i think that's like always if you had to like ask anybody right now like where's the biggest area of improvement for the kings right now on their roster i think most people would say a backup to you know, Harrison Barnes, considering the fact that Harrison Barnes is probably going to be on the team next season. Not 100%, but I think it's far more likely now than ever. We could talk about that more later. But Kent Bazemore is basically being brought in in terms of depth and on the wing, you know, being sandwiched behind Harrison Barnes, who's a dependable starter, and two guys that, you know, in Okpala uh, and Moneke that are not proven in the NBA at all. And in that regard, you know, Kent Bazemore, you know, like when he was with the Atlanta Hawks years ago, he was really good. When he had that stint with the Kings for like 20, 24 games, whatever it was, he was really good. Um, He's been a really good player in his career. But like at 33, considering the year he had with L.A. last year, which by all accounts was really, really bad, easily his worst season in the league. Um, I think when you read what Lakers fans have to say about him, like I think if you look at like, posts and stories of them talking about the signing you'll just see lakers fans commenting just going like oh he's your problem now and he had a really bad year last year it was he was kind of you know he's kind of the jokester on the bench and everything like that and the supportive guy and everything like that but he kind of became the jokester on the floor so like in terms of the role he would be supposedly filling you know by committee i guess um I just don't know if that's as good of a pickup. Not to say like Del Vadova and Cook are going to win you a championship, but I'm just saying relative to their roles. I don't know if Bazemore was like 
the best pickup, but they had to do something because it was such a pressing need. Yeah, they really had to do something at that. Um, you know, a, a legit backup for Harrison Barnes. Um, you know, I mean, you didn't have. I mean, you, you assume Herter is starting, right? And so he was really the only other small forward guy that could play the small forward, and you would trust at the three spot. Um, but with him starting, you know, you didn't have that like legit backup to Barnes. Um, Barnes needs a backup he's not really had one and you know since Kent Bazemore now that I think about it um mm. and you know like Kent Bazemore in his first stint with his Kings yeah that was what three years ago three seasons ago the bubble year um he was good I mean granted three years ago but uh he had you know a decent season on the Warriors the next season mm. after that yeah he was really bad on the Lakers last season but kind of hope he can just kind of regain that form where, you know, at least on the Warriors or just be that kind of like spark of energy. That's why I like Bazemore. He was just like, he gave it his all. He was fun off the bench. He was hyping his guys up. And, you know, sometimes the Kings just need guys like that. You, They need that hype guy. He's good for, you know, locker room uh, culture and stuff like that. So if he can just bring that back. And of course I want him to play decent minutes behind Barnes. I don't know how much he's really going to play. I think last year he only averaged 14 minutes a game on the Lakers, but. Um, well, yeah, he lost, he lost his role on the yeah. Lakers. Um, he just fell out of favor. Um, and uh, like you said, I mean like the three guard lineup thing and like use, or just using Herter as a small forward or thinking about him as a small forward in some lineups, even thinking about using Terrence Davis you know, in that three guard lineup as like the guy guarding the three, he's got a six, nine wingspan. It's not as good as the seven foot wingspan of Bazemore, but, um, you know, he could be effective. There's a lot of different things you could do. And also like, if you wanted to go, I don't know if it's necessarily going bigger, but I think Murray's would be pretty capable if you needed to guarding small forwards. I mean, like Barnes, I would call Barnes like a solid defender, but he's not, like, great. Like, I wouldn't want him on an island with anybody. Especially, like, especially like uh, really good small forwards. You know, um, not necessarily saying this is going to be the case, but it's, like, I could see, like, Murray sometimes guarding some small forwards and maybe Barnes switching to the four in some situations. Because I feel like Murray might be better in that one-on-one situation if he would. Like, if you had guys left on the island, left on an island, I feel like I'd want Murray. And that's I'm saying that about a guy that's never played an NBA game. But you know what I mean. There'll just be different combinations, though, getting back to the thing about Bazemore and the depth of the three. But it's just like, you would have really liked to have gotten a guy that could really just, like, nail that role and just fill it, with, you know, perfectly and... and, and like we were saying about, uh, and we said it a couple of weeks ago about Terrence Davis. It's like, man, if Terrence Davis just had a little bit more height on him, it would just change this roster. Um, I know. But, Two inches, right? Yeah. Just that's all. You know, maybe sometimes even just an inch and a half. You know, let's just, yeah. Let's really get specific. You know, yeah, but you know, <laughs> I'm not he ask does, it for much. He does have a, you know, a 6'9 wingspan. He he is as tall as Kim Bazemore. They're both 6'4. Right. Um, you know, I, I think he weighs more than Bazemore, but, you know, Bazemore has proven that he can guard the small four position, you know, effectively in his career. Davis, you know, it's a little more of a question mark. He's usually only used as a shooting guard. 
but you know, mm-hmm. like smaller lineups. Be- yeah, exactly. But, but the um, thing with Bazemore is that's interesting about guarding positions is, um, I, I like the site a lot because it's free. A lot of the like analytics and advanced statistics sites cost money, but uh, I've been using this site for the last couple of weeks, Crafted NBA, and they um, were showing they'll have like a little graph showing like what positions uh, the player will guard the most based on like, you know, the last season um, and Bazemore. And I think you saw it in early in the season. Oh, I was watching a game where they were playing the Warriors early on and like Bazemore was on Steph Curry, like the whole game. And he guarded point guards actually more than any other position last season. Shooting guards was second, small forwards was third, but he is proven. I think he can guard the one through the three, like pretty easily. Um, but it's just interesting. I was just throwing that out there, but continue with what you were going with. Um, I don't remember, but, <laughs> but that's okay. Uh, but like, you know, I, I was reading something as well. I think James Ham noted it when they signed Baysmore that he has a lot of ties to these guys uh, on the Kings right now. He's played with a lot. He's played under Mike Brown. He's obviously mm-hmm. played with Fox and um, man, whoever was on that first stint when he was on the Kings the first time three years ago. And Barnes, I, or right? Barnes, obviously. Barnes, Fox. Played with um, Monk last season. Played with Monk last season. Played with Alex played with Lynn. Um, yeah, played with Herder in Atlanta. Played with, yeah, Lennon, Herder in Atlanta and on the Kings. Um, mm-hmm. There is several more, but I'm totally blanking. But, you know, he has a lot of he has a lot of connections and played under Mike Brown. So, um, yeah, you know, that's... Uh, that's important to know for sure. And going to the Della Vadova and Quinn Cook thing, because, you know, those are the other two additions recently for the Kings. I was kind of surprised that we signed Quinn Cook after getting Della Vadova. I thought we were for sure going to get Della Vadova just for his ties to Mike Brown and kind of his hard work ethic. But, um, yeah, you know, getting Quinn Cook, that's good. You know, like, if you can get him, might as well just let him battle it out in training camp and, is ever better unless we have that guy right that was kind yeah. of interesting but i wasn't expecting to get both yeah i mean i think uh Delva, I, I don't know uh as of this moment what the situation is on cook's contract but delavadova's is partially guaranteed um and you know when you were talking when we were talking especially with the signing of basemore but this was probably going to be obvious with like okapala and moneke I feel like it's one or the other in terms of making the roster. Um, and Okpala's contract's fully guaranteed and Moneke's is partially guaranteed. Like, um, I just feel like, you know, in that light, you're probably going to see, I, I would imagine it'd be partially guaranteed for Cook as well. Um, but yeah, I think you'll just see one or the other on the roster. And in terms of who it is, I mean, nobody's really here to, say who is more deserving of a roster spot but it's good that you have those two guys battling it out i mean like i said given the role of a third point guard those guys are just what you want i mean those are those you're not have you don't have like a rookie back there that's like unproven you're gonna have to like dish minutes into his lap out of nowhere like these guys could handle it and um and on top of being good locker room presences so you know it'll be interesting um i don't i i i'm I would imagine that, you know, and maybe, you know, I'm wrong here, but I would imagine, you know, if like 
Cook doesn't make the roster, is there's there's probably a chance he would play for the Stockton Kings, right? Unless he'd get an NBA contract somewhere. You'd and then assume, with Del, right? and then with Del Vadova, I would imagine he'd be open to that. But I feel like he'd almost be more likely to go back and play in Australia. But I don't know. <laughs> um, I guess at this point, it's like kind of hard to decipher. But I think at the end of the day, the thing to take away from that. This is what you alluded to at first, which is just like you want to have those guys battling it out. More competition, better. I feel like you'll be you'll have times with this Kings roster in the past where it's like, yeah, this will be like the way it is. And it's like there's not really like much competition between like good players. You know, it's like <laughs> I don't know. I feel like this it's this is exactly what you'd like to see if you're a fan of this team. And whether or not it's like gonna work out great, I mean, this definitely feels different and i like i said just in terms of those two guys they're they're good options for that role and you know what's kind of nice i mean we're talking a lot about like third stringers right but Mm -hmm. um what's kind of nice is that these third stringers going into this season these would have been second stringers like the last 10 years yeah that's exactly what i mean that's a perfect way to saying that yeah like quinn cook he's your backup like two years ago you got Terrence Davis, he was your backup last year. You got um, KZ Akpala. He's probably he's probably your backup last year. We don't think we have any backup small forward. You got Shemezi Metu. That dude started at power forward like 20 games last year. You know? <laughs> yeah. And you got Alex Lynn. He was your backup last year to Holmes until um, Sabonis came in. So it just it kind of shows you just, you know, Monte is finally making, you know, getting some signings, filling out this roster. Yeah, like that small forward. Backup small forward is kind of, you know, still kind of like the hole. And Kim Bazemore is not really going to fill up that well. And, you know, maybe he will. Maybe he will he can at least get back to, you know, not being what he was last year. But, you know, McNair had a lot of depth this year. And, uh, you know, this roster is really filling out nicely. Yeah. And to be, to be, I mean, I, I don't want to, like, sit here and sound like, uh, in terms of Bazemore, I'm not, I'm not saying, like, that was a terrible signing or anything like that. I do think that I have to give him some slack in the sense that, you know, aside from like Malik Monk, like it wasn't a really a pretty season for anybody on the Lakers last season. You know? Yeah. Um, I, I don't cover that team. I don't know. But just from what I see from just like a cursory glance, that's kind of the way that is. So, and like you said, also, it's just like two seasons ago that you're with the Warriors you had. I mean, if you got that Kent Bazemore, that'd be, I mean, that'd be, that'd be money. That would be filling that role that'd for, be for the most part yeah it's three and d guy right there i mean he shot 40 percent on golden state two seasons ago and like, like you said right now like who who did do well on la last year you know it's kind of a shit mm-hmm. show and so you know Absolutely. you can understand you can understand basemore didn't do too well and you know maybe he is just on the decline but um i mean i don't know it seems it'd be a weird decline like that quick you know he's 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 a guy undrafted in the NBA, and he, you know, he really had to prove himself in the league. And I think he's going to continue doing that. Maybe like this one-year contract. You know, everyone always plays better on a contract year. Maybe really something to prove this year too. I mean, he's kind of fighting for an NBA spot still in the league. If he doesn't do this, you know, well in the Kings this year, then he could very well be out of the league next year. So. Um, yeah, no, that's a good point because I think that the Warriors were offering him like pretty good money i don't know i could look it up but that might take some time i am i don't know if there's anything on the length of the deal 
But I know that he turned that down because he thought that he had a better chance of contending, which is kind of I'm laughing as I say. It. Yeah, right. he, had a, he had a better chance of contending with the Lakers last season than he would have with the Warriors, um, which is fair. You know, like a lot of people would have thought that. I, let's not sit here and act like that's completely crazy. I mean, it's funny to look back at. But yeah, it's not like completely crazy, I guess. And like that really backfired, obviously, you know. And so if he with Sacramento this year in a pretty prominent reserve role, um, can kind of give some remnant of that Golden State year two years ago. I mean, he shot forty percent. I mean, if he shoots thirty-seven, thirty-eight percent from three, that's that. You know, that's 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 not terrible. You know, it's not going to be a hundred percent. Like he is two years older. He'll be thirty-three this year. So it's the kind of the end of that uh, physical ability pocket there. Um, but if he can give some kind of just a better season than last year, he could earn himself another contract, maybe get himself uh, maybe his last uh, real good NBA contract or something like that. Or maybe he's trying to prove that he can be in this league for longer than you'd imagine. Um, and that, you know, last year was just an anomaly. Um, I doubt that, you know, you know, that he, he, he doesn't have a mentality, you know, somewhere in that ballpark, just based on the fact that he is undrafted, like you said. So, you know, I think the thing is, we don't know what we're going to get out of Bazemore. Um, but, you know, it could it could be good. It could be it could be solid. It could be good just as well as it could be really underwhelming and like forgettable, you know. So we'll have to see, but it, it's interesting. Yeah, it, it is interesting. And I'm happy with the signing. Honestly, I mean, regardless of how he does or, you know, how he did last year. They they needed they needed a backup small forward. They I think they just I you know they needed someone there. Um, there really wasn't anyone else unless you're going to trade for someone. So they grabbed. Honestly, I think he was the like best available small forward free agent. They got him. We'll see how he does. He's you know he's had success in the league. He's 33. You know he's getting up there, but he's two years removed from a decent season. Um, I don't know. I I think he can work out, but again, if he doesn't, at least you at least you tried and went out and got someone. Because I say it all the time, a lot of this team's success is dependent on what Harrison Barnes is a does at that three spot. And if that dude gets burnt out, then the Kings are going to look at a like ten game stretch of where they're probably going to go two and eight because no one can hold down that three spot. That dude's just you know it's an important position in the NBA. So. um yeah, they just need someone to give Barnes that rest. And if Bazemore can do it for, you know, 15, 20 minutes a game, then that's huge. I think Barnes has been, I don't know what he averages exactly, but I'm pretty sure it's high 30s since he's been on the Kings. So mm-hmm. um, you take away at least 10, 15 of those minutes, that's huge. And they're good think, minutes. Mm-hmm. I think he played like top, probably easily top 10 in total minutes last season or something like that. Yeah, he always does. He has been yeah. since coming to sack and right, you know. But yeah, I mean, the best case scenario is that Bazemore turns into you know not turns into but a three and D guy hits that three point shot at a high clip, which he's shown to do in his career and has done so as you know recently. Oh, it's just so weird. He just came off such a bad year, and so uh, it's a little underwhelming. I get it, but I don't know. Yeah. I, you know, honestly, I'm kind of like, just to give one more defensive Bazemore, 
um, because I basically Avery Bradley took his role. Um, good three point shooter, solid defender, similar mold. Um, but one of the things that you, one of the things that I read about was that, um, I guess like in terms of who Frank Vogel liked, he was really, really, really fond of, uh, Avery Bradley. Um, he was on that championship Lakers team, right? I think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so like he, he knew him, he really favored him. And so as soon as Bazemore started like, you know, getting off to a bad start and not looking pretty out there, um, it was easy for Vogel to do that. So it's like, you know, maybe like if he had more of an opportunity, um, I mean, he only played 30 something games last year. Um, yeah, I think it was like 39. We really don't know what kind of season we're going to get. Uh, what, what kind of season the league's going to see out of um, Kemp Bazemore. But, um, you know, it might be somewhere in the middle. I mean, like, you think about this high of, like, what he did two years ago versus this low of what he did a year ago. I mean, like, it could very well be in the middle, and that could be pretty sufficient in backing up Barnes by committee, like we said, with, like, three-guard lineups and maybe Murray guarding threes at times or any combination of things similar to that. But, um, you know... Given these pickups and whatnot, and kind of like as we're talking about everything, you know, uh, and it's August, you know, it's like early to mid August <laughs> right now. Um, I feel like, uh, you know, the kids are going back to school soon, and uh, I think we should give them a, like a little roster report card. And uh, I know that there's like we just, I just kind of explained there, there's going to be like a lot of like, you know, not everything's going to be broken down, clean cut positionally by position group like twos will be playing the three threes will be playing the two threes will be playing the four so on and so forth um i think the point is to have a very versatile roster but if we were to go through and give each positional group point basically each position point guard shooting guard maybe you could go with like wings and fours uh and centers those five um with the three or four players that are in each group um like I th- thought maybe we could go through and, uh, you know, grade them <laughs> maybe, <laughs> All right. for, like for f- reminisce and, uh, calculate, get the GPA calculator website. <laughs> GPA. All right. Yeah. And, uh, the give them a, yeah, give them an overall grade. Um, okay. Are we rating guys individually or just the group? I, th- I think we should try to be as comprehensive, um, as possible. I think Monty McNair would approve of that. Um, and so like, just kind of like, we'll start with one positional group, which would be the point guards kind of go through with like each player. We don't have to give each player a grade, but maybe we can throw it out there. I I feel like that should fact, that's got to factor in because we could do the GPA at the grade point average (laughs) of each player. And then that would represent the grade of the dude. We're going to be so comprehensive. We're doing this on the fly. This is going to be beautiful. So yeah, we'll grade each player. This is perfect. Okay. This All is right. coming together nicely. Are we like like letter grades, like A minus and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, I mean, are you ready? Are you like a yeah, pen and paper? I mean, okay. I got it. Oh, I always got a pen and paper, baby. Okay. So, I mean, we have to start off with Fox, right? Fox would be the guy first. Yeah. Um, I'm you know A minus. I think A A plus. Let's talk about why, 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 why A minus A plus. He's not an all star. He's not an all star. He's not an A. A, you know, he's an all star. A plus is okay. a superstar. A minus. I, I think he's better than a B plus. 
He's one of the better scoring point guards in the league. Um, especially, you know, he's proven that he can score 25 a game. Um, I think he's really right there on being an all-star. He can have a good season all year round if, um, you know, him and Sabonis really link up well. I, I think he's over a B-plus, but he's definitely not at an A. He's probably, like, if it was in the A-minus range, which is, what, like a 90 to a 93? I guess it's, like, 2K at this point. He's, a, he's, like, <laughs> a 90. He's, like, a 90. So he's, like, an A-minus, in my opinion. He's, like, he's above an 89, you know? He's squeezed into that A range, but it's, like, the very bottom of A range. Well, okay. What about you? What do you say? You can convince say, me otherwise. Yeah, because we have to come to a consensus here. Yeah. <laughs> That's how the grade book book works. There's no half year, either one or the other. Um, uh, you're either getting that gift from your parents or you're getting a scolding from your parents. But, yeah. um, you know, I would say I, I like what you said, but I do think that giving him an A minus is very like it's kind of imagining that he picks up where he left off. I mean, maybe not necessarily because that kind of means you said that all stars A. But I still feel like A minus. I, mean, I feel like it's somewhere in between I, B plus A minus, and it's just like I'd like to see it for a full season before I give him an A minus. I'd be tempted just based on like his last season. I would give his last season like a B or a B plus. So I would say he was almost a B plus player. Um, he closed it out very well, but I mean it was an up and down year. Obviously, he missed time with injuries and whatnot, but he got off to that, you know, very uncharacteristically slow start for him well uncharacteristically slow but uncharacteristically bad he's gotten off to slow starts before but he was not playing very well considering what people expected him to be and i just feel like at this point before he's before we've had anything like been able to read or hear anything about what he looks like in training camp i would almost be tempted to say more of a b plus but i mean if he's anywhere, if he can just all, honestly, it's not that hard for him to have a, put together a good year in my mind. Cause all he's got to do is just kind of like get off to a good start. I think that's like just imperative. I think anybody would tell you that that would be the diagnosis from anybody. And I mean, he seems like there's an opportunity for that to happen. Um, so, I mean, I'm okay with giving him an A minus. I mean, you know, I'm okay with giving him a B plus. I, I think, yeah, I think A minus for a guy that's never been an all star who didn't really, who had a, a regression, regardless of how he finished the year. He did have a regression uh, in this season where he regressed last year compared to the, where he was averaging over 25 points a game the season before. Um, he has been known to get out to slow starts. And, you know, yeah, I guess this is. He's got to prove that he is in that A category. I'm okay with I'm okay with the B plus. Mm-hmm. See, I'm only saying that I'm okay with an A minus because I know that this is going to factor into the grade for Davion Mitchell. And if I can, okay, that's a good point. <laughs> you know, because it's just like, well, then what do we get? We're giving is Davion Mitchell's. I mean, we'll talk about that in a second. But okay, but let's just try to. I guess just to be as fair as possible. Um, I think it sounds like we're giving him a B plus. Yeah. I'm I'm good with a B plus. I'm gonna give De'Aaron Fox a B plus here. And that's a good B plus. Like that's a maybe show up with a extra credit assignment and it'll bump you up to an A minus, no problem. Yeah. Or just exactly. do like four assignments you didn't do. Like you didn't do twenty assignments this year. That sounds like something he'd do if he was a student. Like Fox, what happened here, man? Yeah. You know. Just do yeah. four of them. You know, and he'd get all right. Well, so there's a very good opportunity for him to 
bump that grade up. But uh, looking next on the list there for point guards, Davion Mitchell. Um, you want to start? Yeah, yeah. sure. Um, yeah, like you said, like if, if Fox was an A minus, Mitchell's a B minus. But now he might be a C plus because he's not. Yeah. He's definitely a full letter grade below Fox. But I don't know. He could be like it's almost like it could almost be that Fox is like an eighty nine B plus, and Davion Mitchell is an eighty B minus. You know, like the just opposite ends of the eighties or in the B range. But um, mm-hmm. he could he, he has a lot to prove. You know, he's it's a sophomore. He finished the year off really well, but. You know, he, he, he dealt with a lot of inconsistency last year. And he's a rookie. Like, I'm not going to be too hard on the guy, but uh, he's, he has a lot of proof. He's only going to his second year. Um, sophomore slumps are a thing. And uh, I don't know. I guess. I don't know. I don't like saying it, but I'm going to say a C plus. Because since I went right. A minus last time, I'm, right. I think I'm going to play it safe. I'm going to say that he's a B minus for the sole reason that I think his defense makes him almost a lock to be in, a, in an NBA rotation. Now, of course, it's I said almost a lock, not a lock, because you laid it out right there. He's only had one year. It was not very consistent. It wasn't great. It I, I feel like he showed improvement and growth. If you watched it, like you'd be like, okay, he was a nice progression. He learned. Um, he probably set himself up to have a good second year, but second years are tough. Tying it all together again is tough. But again, the two things you can't take away from him is that first, that defense, like I said, but two, and this is one of the things that made me skeptical of giving Fox an A minus is just like Davion Mitchell's going to, he's like, you know, he's in it to work like a hundred percent. Not saying Fox isn't, but it's just like the work ethic of Davion Mitchell. And the defense is just enough for a B minus for me. And, you know, what did he, I mean, I don't know. What did he shoot, like 33% from three last year? I don't think it was yeah. very good. No. Um, but I know that he closed the season pretty well. Um, and I'm not going to let that factor in too much because I feel like if you let that factor in too much, of course, you got to give Fox an A minus. And I'd probably be tempted to give Davion Mitchell a little bit of a higher score because he really looked like an NBA player in those last two months of the year. But I just think that. Like just to boil it down to the one thing, like defense, like he he is so valuable out there defensively. And yeah, he showed it more later in the year. He obviously like anything else, he showed improvement. But it's just like guys just it's backed up by his work ethic, you know. It's an insurance policy behind that defense. I just feel like you can kinda you'd be almost tempted to bet that he's I'd be tempted to put money on the fact that he'll probably be the best defensive player on the team next year. And I think for that reason, I would give him a B minus. Okay. I'm, I'm a hundred percent. Okay. With that. I was like, both of these guys, it was like, it was yeah. either a high plus or a it low definitely, minus. Definitely dangling between. I'm okay. Um, I'm okay with a B minus. Let's go B minus. He is in a rotation, you know, anywhere in this league. Um, and you know, a lot of, because of that defense, it's, and he's only going to get better at defense. And offense, you know, I, I mean, he'll get better too. But I think his defense is really going to take that next step this year. And it's going to be considerable improvement. So B minus Davion Mitchell, I think that's fair. Mm-hmm. 
Are we are we rating um, third third stringers? Yeah, too? I was I was gonna suggest that for Delavadova and Cook, same way with Akpala and Moneke, we just kind of rate them as a pair. Yeah, I like that. Just like three really like, three per group. Yeah, yeah, and so I just feel like Delavadova and it's gonna be one or the other, and we both kind of like the same things out of them. They're not far off. I feel like like none of us are like have a you know a. Uh, any idea who would be better you know like they're kind of the same in terms of overall value um they're pretty comparable so i feel like they could they could get the same grade um and also interesting yeah you want to you want to i was just gonna say because i think it's gonna be interesting um for the third stringers because the third stringers could really bring down this gpa (laughs) they could bring it down but are we rating them as Players, or are we rating them as how we like them as third stringers? Because like, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, it's because it's just like because if you're talking about like player level, I'm thinking like they're definitely in the lower C range. Well, okay, Maybe this is C this range. is where it gets interesting though because. But I think for the third stringers, I think you have to take the role involved, the amount of minutes they're going to be played. You do, you know? but maybe maybe we should have just stuck to grading <laughs> rating them as groups. The things have been a little more. Okay, well, let's just give them the grades, and then like we can kind of tip the scale up or down on the overall grade for the positional group. That's good with me. Uh, if I you've mean, ever been in school, this is exactly how teachers figure out your grades. They're just, yeah. they're, they're just they don't they don't know. I I mean I'm gonna I'm a C. <laughs> like, yeah, I would. I was honestly tempted to go see like if we were gonna. I, like when I say that, I think the role is involved. Like I'm not saying like a lot because if you're putting a lot of weight in that, they're like C plus. Yeah. Um, but I feel like it's more like C C minus, and just because I said like, like overall, like probably C minus, but like given the role, you probably have to bump them up another one. Yeah. But just for the reason that you know, it's just like with Delavadova, like he's just like a relentless defender. Um, and by all accounts, it's still the same thing. Um, uh, and he got, he's kind of like, he, if what he did in Australia last year is any indication, he may have even gotten a little better with his three point shot. Um, and he's just like really good locker room guy, good leader, good leader by example, vocal. Um, you know, I, we're talking about you're what we liked about baseball. Just a little, wait, oh, okay. You- I think you're okay now. Getting a little robotic. I think I was, fiddle- I was fiddling with the cord. You can't. Oh, okay. That's probably it. <laughs> don't, don't fiddle with your cords, boys and girls. Or um, whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but, um, you know, he, he, he we, like we were saying what we liked about Bazemore, who we'll talk about in a little bit, um, you know, kind of that undrafted, um, like, Delvedova went to St. Mary's College, like, He's from Australia. Like, he's overcome a lot. It's just, like, that's that's great, you know? And then, like, Quinn Cook, you know, he's maybe – he's smaller. He's not as versatile in terms of what you'd like to see on the floor in terms of defense. But he's, like – he's relentless, too. You know, he, he's he's dogged. He's he's tenacious. Um, and he's a he's you know like I said he's also a good kind of locker room guy nice and vocal um, he's been around the block and uh, he's got a couple of championships uh, and you know like in a lot of ways he kind of offers a lot of the same things I just think like 
really does come down to that size. I just feel like Delvadova has a little bit of an edge because he has that size. But in terms of them together, it's just like you're getting a solid package of player for that role that they're going to be playing, um, presumably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And as long as they're not like having to like assume the backup point guard duty for like more than like I don't know, fifteen, twenty, maybe a little more than that in games, like then that's great. They're going to be fantastic. They're going to probably relish that role. And, uh, you know, I think for that, I mean, like a C is solid. Um, we'll have to see what that all averages out to. <laughs> but you, <laughs> it's not going to be good. You're, you're, you're getting a little robotic again. But, uh, you take um, over. I'll try to fix this cord. Okay. <laughs> um, I Do you want to... Do you want to let math do the the GPA or whatever, or should let's, we just, or should we give it see. our own our own grade of like, hey, we can see, but um, let's see, like, and then we'll tip the scale. Oh no! Oh wait, no, I still have other classes on this thing. Okay, all right, so that averages out to a B minus total. <laughs> you sound like you're an auto tune. Do I? All right, uh, let me uh, unplug my mic and plug it back. <laughs> okay so sorry about the technical difficulties um okay so we're going to we'll see how the gpa works out the gpa the gpa gave it a b minus if you if we have a b plus a b minus and a what did we give them a c c (laughs) i i think oh no i put in c okay now it's a what is a two six two six oh that's a c plus total Okay, let's just um, let's create it on our own because I think the point guards it should be a B. I think Fox leading the leading your point guards right there, I, that's that's really good. It's, he's one of your best players, right? Yeah, uh, M- Mitchell think, as your backup that's that's phenomenal I have an idea, too, Tony. Yeah, yeah. I have a ton. Tell me, starters will be five credits, backups will be three credits, and the third string will be one credit. Okay. And you can do math because right. I can't. <laughs> no, I, it's a calculator on the thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, wait, what is a two? Wait, what happened to my little chart here? I lost the chart. Well, it's a two nine six, which I think is still like a B minus. <laughs> a two nine think, six? Yeah, it's like a C plus. Is it? Why? Yeah. What was that chart? Say? I was looking at a chart that said that was a okay. Yeah, I guess that isn't like a three zero, like a a B. Minus GPA to letter grade. Let's not do that site. Let's see what this site says. Um, two. What did I say? A two six two nine six. A two nine six. Yeah. Yeah. Two nine six is a B minus. Says. Okay. I still think they're better than a B minus. All right. Let's just do this then. <laughs> we'll just do well. Whatever the GPA is based on the the thing based on the credit system that we have, which is a good credit system. Um, very fair. Uh, we'll just bump it up a grade. <laughs> we'll <laughs> okay. curve it. We'll curve it. So, so the GPA calculator is saying they have a B minus. We'll give them a B. Okay. I, that's, that's what I wanted. Um, for the record out there, everybody just making sure that we're doing, you know, this all straight and easy here. Uh, we're doing it. We're doing it. Um, that's just the point guards. So here we go on the shooting guards, the shooting guards. Okay, so I Herder's the starter. Don't don't fight me on that. I know you won't, but no one else. He's he's gonna be starting. He's 
Let's explain better. why he's the starter. We'll explain cause... why, because he's better. He's a, he's a better <laughs> defender. Um, he's a, he is the better two-way he's player. The better defend, he's the better two-way player. Um, he can shoot just as good as Monk. has proven that he can shoot just as good as Monk, longer than Monk. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's the main reasons. Because, I mean, Monk's a very efficient scorer. It's that it's that defense really. Um, Herder's just much better defensively, um, so I mean, that's why. Um, nothing against Monk. He, I mean, he's he's man as a backup. That's huge. But starting off at Herder, unless you have any more explanation of why. Oh, I would just say the one explanation I would say or add to that would be you have to just think about the role that they played. I mean, the yeah, two best very seasons. true. These last two seasons for Monk, the role that he played with Charlotte in his last year there in L.A., pretty much his whole time in Charlotte. But, I mean, talking about what he's done to be successful in this league, is he's playing that, like, primary score off the bench, you know? And yeah, he's fine. a great shooter. He's explosive for a little 6'3", six, six, I think. Uh, he's a small 6'3". Um, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And I don't even know if he is 6'3". Um, but, uh, yeah, he he... He's just not the complete player that you'd like to see out there at the starters. Now, he might play the hot hand, and we say all the time, might matter more who's closing. And if you need that extra scoring punch, um, there, there's times where he might be the guy. But um, I just I don't even think he started a game for the Lakers last year. I'm not 100% sure on that. But, um, you know, he's, you know, I think he just thrives as a six-man-of-the-year candidate. I mean, yeah, and that's great. Think right? about it that way, Kings fans. Yeah, right. for, yeah that's exactly. Deal. No, I, I totally agree. I mean, and this is where that credit system is going to be all weird now because, like, Monk. I think Monk the credit system going to be different. Credits. Yeah, I definitely think that the credit system for the shooting guards is because Terrence Davis definitely deserves more than one credit. Yeah, yeah. So we're just going to give them. We're just going to give them all three credits. Okay. I don't think it matters as long as they have the same credits. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll just. I'll start off with Herder. I mean, yeah. he's like, man, he's like, he's like a, he's like a low B, high B minus in my opinion. To be honest about it, um, he's he's good. He he plays his role really well. He's not like a star, um, you know. He's never gonna be like an all star in this league, but he's solid. He does his job well. Um, I'm really excited to have him on the team, but like realistic, what this guy provides, it's it's like a man. I think he's a. I think I'm, I'm going to say B minus, personally. Mm-hmm. But it's like one of those things. It's like an 83, 84, um, like B minus, but like still solid. Yeah, I think. Yeah, think maybe about a it. B. You could probably convince me to be a B, but I I would almost give him a B because. I mean, like, you'd obviously, like, he's not a B-plus or anything like that because you have to be, like, the first or second option on a team yeah. to even be considered for that for the most part. Um, he's really between a B-minus and a B for me just because I think that in addition to being, like, overall probably the best two-way player of these three, um, even though he's not great on defense, like, I think a lot of people overstate how good he is on defense he doesn't have a huge wingspan. He's six seven. His wingspan's about six seven. That's when they're equal. That's not good. Um, he's not like exceptionally like tough and quick. I mean, he's smart. Like one of the things is he has really high basketball IQ on both ends of the floor. 
um, which I think really factors into why I would want to give him a B. But um, that defense is not great. But, you know, he offers a good package of the two. Um, and, you know, I think – I feel like I would be tempted to just to give him a B because, like, he he may not be a great – like, on the list of two-way player, you know, uh, shooting guards, like two-way shooting guards in the league, I think he, may, he cracks the list, but I don't know if he's high on that list. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, mm-hmm. I think he has a chance to be really helpful in, on the offense this year, um, and be a consistent, you know, scoring threat for them. Um, but again, that kind of gets into the we'll have to see what he does for the team. But um, I would be tempted to give him a B because just because I feel like he offers a little bit more than the other two, who I already have a feeling I know where these grades are going to go for them. But if you wanted to add anything about Herder. No, I mean, you said it. I mean, he's he's two way player, and like, even if it's a B minus, I mean, the Kings got this guy for a reason. He's he's three and D, and they need shooters who can do that. Three and D, they they need a shooter, and they need a guy on defense, and he provides that. He's going to provide it well, and that's what this team needs. So B minus B, it it really doesn't matter at the end of the day. This is kind of you know for fun and stuff. So, um. Uh, I'm, let's give him a B. Like, I'm okay with that. These grades are not just for fun. These go on their permanent record, Tony. These depend. You know, it's going to decide what college they're going to go to, going to go back listen, to, you know. Listen, young man, I think you need to take life a little more seriously. <laughs> okay, a B for Kevin Herter. B for Herter, B minus for Monk. Yeah, you're one step ahead of me there. I just think that I for mean, the same reason Mitchell gets the B minus because of his defense, Monk gets the B minus because of his offense. Forget the defense. Just that offense alone gets him a B minus. Exactly. Hundred percent. I don't even know if there needs to be more to that. I mean, like he's just I think he has a chance, like honestly, if anybody's gonna put together a system where people buy into the defense and people kinda like ante up their uh, effort. Um, it'd be Mike Brown, but like we have to see it first. And I think Malik Monk, out of like all the guys that are getting steady minutes, has probably the like he would have to really convince. Like it's hard to say he has something to prove on defense because it's almost just like you don't want him to try to prove anything on defense. He's just like so it's such a dismal part of his game. Um, maybe I'm being tough on him. Maybe he turns out a good year, um, but it's just it's. it's he was part of the reason why the Lakers were really bad defensively last season because <laughs> you went from getting guys like Contavious Caldwell-Pope, who we're talking about two-way players here. Like, he's pretty good. And, you know, you replace him with Monk. You don't really, like, factor in any other defensive player. Like, Bazemore's losing playing time. Bazemore took a step back defensively. We'll talk about that in a second. Uh, he took a step back defensively, too. That was probably due to inconsistent minutes and whatnot. But, um, you know, just sticking to Monk there, I mean, I just – just that offense, though, just it carries him. Like, if you could have nothing contributing to his grade. He could have a zero in the defense department. He's still pulling a B minus. Yeah, he's just so efficient scoring the ball. Um, I mean, his defense does bring him back. He could he could be a B like Herter, but he, he can't because, you know, it's his offense or his defense. But, I mean, he's kind of like Buddy last year. He was, Buddy was really good off the bench. Um you know, but he's probably one of the worst defenders in the league, but <laughs> yes. you need that scoring off that bench when the starters are off the floor, and that's what Monk's going to provide, and he's going to do it really well. And 
Yeah, and I think um, he's an upgrade in that regard just because I think one of the things about Buddy is it's just like you wonder if he's going to try to do too much. And I feel like with Monk, you just give him that role off. The, that's why I think he'd be perfect. He's just going to be perfect off the bench. It's just a clear role of just being that primary scorer for the most part off the bench. And like that's just seemed to work out for him so far. And I think that'll work out again. Yeah, I think so too. Um, but uh, Terrence Davis. Davis, he gets... He gets a C plus for me. He he's better than a C. He's not quite a B minus. Um, I think C plus is pretty fair for the guy. He's he still has a lot to prove too. I mean, he came over during his. I mean, I think he was on like second team all rookie. Got traded to the Kings the next season. He was like solid. He he was still a young guy. Last year was his third year. He was doing really well, and then he got injured. Um, and I think if he could have ended, if he played all year, um, you know, was putting up around those, like, I don't know. I think he scored like 13, 14 points a game last year in limited time, but he was doing that all season, maybe getting starts and coming off the bench, like half and half. I think he could easily be a B minus, maybe even a B, but especially coming off that injury, he has a lot to prove. He's still young. Um, you know. That's why it's a C plus in my opinion. Yeah, I think I think that you're probably exactly right. I think just also given the fact, like, you know, we're giving him comparable credits here uh, to these other two guys. So I mean, I think that he is like a little like he has a lot to prove relative to the other two, Herger and Monk, in terms of offense. Um, defensively, uh, I know I wrote about this last week. And he has a much smaller sample size of minutes than Herter. But, like, just looking at defensive rating and some other advanced statistics, again, by that site, Crafted NBA, um, you could make the argument that 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 uh, uh, Terrence Davis and his length, again, he's got that 6'9 wingspan, um, that he's the best defender of the three. Um, I'm not going to, like, go out there and, like, die on that hill. I'd be willing to be told that I'm wrong. But um, he, he at least at the very least has a chance to, to be a very good option for them because he is he, he might be better than Herder defensively. And if he can be pretty good offensively, I mean, that's an asset. And I do think that like the three of them, you know, like I think, like you said, Davis does have something to prove here, which also factors into why I feel like he, he gets that C+. Um, but there's a good chance these three guys will be you know, in the mix for minutes, like good amount of minutes, like frequently. We're talking about the use of three guard lineups and whatnot. Now, of course, that's probably going to include one of Fox or Mitchell or two of them with one of the shooting guards. Um, it's not necessarily going to be these three shooting guards, but it does open up the opportunities for him to earn minutes. And, um, you know, I think when you look at ceiling, like Terrence Davis has like we're talking about best two way player. It's probably Herder still, but like Terrence Davis has the potential to be that guy of these mm-hmm. three. Mm-hmm. And like you said, he's young. He has stuff to prove. He's if he can stay healthy all year, it'd be great. And if he was healthy last year and that trade went down, at, just as everything did, he was just healthy. I mean, like he probably like Alvin Gentry really liked him. He probably would have been starting already. He probably would have continued starting. Maybe that team would have played a little better. I mean, like. I'm fond of Justin Holiday and the, the fact that I think he's worth being on a rotation. And I watched him when he was really young with the Warriors, and I thought he was good. Um, 
But like starting him, like that wasn't great for the team. Now he only played like I don't know, like fifteen minutes a night, but um he would never come back in after in, in a half when he got taken out. But you know, like you'd have Davis or even if you had DiVincenzo starting, maybe you play a little better. I don't know. You would you're still gaining chemistry on the fly, but Terrence Davis would have been there all year. And he would have been, you know, I think a little bit more of an asset in that regard. And it would have been interesting to see what he would have done. And we could be talking very highly of Terrence Davis had he not gotten hurt last year, like you said. Um, but C-plus, I think, is pretty fair. Similar to Fox and some of these other guys, he has a real chance to bump that grade up. Yeah. Yeah, he, he does. And excited to see what Davis does this year. I think he will get more playing time, even being behind, or not more playing time than last year maybe, but more playing time than it looks like being behind Monk and Herter just because, like you said, a lot of three-guard lineups. Herter will probably be at that three spot, and uh, you know Davis will be able to play the, that, um, the two. Yeah. Behind um, Monk. And based on the grade of B, B minus, C plus, that comes out to a 2.67, which is the bare minimum for a B minus, according to this table and we're bumping it up a grade so that's a b as well that's not crazy to me is that crazy to you no not with herder and monk leading that charge really i it might be our strongest positions right there i mean the only reason the point guards i don't know the centers are good too but um no i mean they're all pretty consistent so Mm -hmm. i just think that there's a lot like i think the point guards could easily be the best like a fox becomes an all-star and mitchell becomes just like like really takes that like a good next step like that could easily be the best one and then we have to kind of see how the centers work out but they could easily be that too um, yeah mm-hmm. uh, but i do think that the shooting guard that that might be the most satisfactory uh position just because yeah yeah because just all three of them are like like all three of them could arguably be starting in this league you know people are arguing yeah. about monk monk should be starting you know like if Terrence Davis played all of last year, people would have been saying the same thing about him, presumably. Um, that is a good positional group. But um, small forward. I think this will be a little bit of a different story. Um, we've got Harrison Barnes. Uh, we'll start there. Um, this should be kind of different from the rest of the bunch here. Um, but Harrison Barnes is a good starter in this league. He's been a good starter in this league. Um, he offers a lot on offense. He offers, he's like I said, he's solid on defense. Um, you don't want to leave him on an island. Um, he's a really good three point shooter. He improves his offensive efficiency in numbers every year for the last several years. Um, and you know, I think he's just a, a, a good player. And if he's your like third or fourth option in the offense, um, you know that's pretty that's pretty cool and um of course we were talking about you know you'd probably like to move him you know his contract's expiring you'd like to be able to get assets for him um but he's been talked about to be traded for so long for years and nothing's happened and if anything was ever going to happen it would have happened already probably honestly because it's just like i don't know what moves the kings make uh to move barnes but it just from not necessarily from what I know, because I don't know a whole lot, but from what I've read, it doesn't seem like there's really a whole lot you can do. Um, but Harrison Barnes, in terms of being a player, I mean, like, I just feel like, I think you just, I think I would just give him a solid B 
I would almost be tempted to give him a B minus because I don't know. I would no, I think he's just a solid B through and through. I wouldn't give him a B minus at all. I give him a B. Yeah, he's the definition of a B. Like <laughs> it's just that's just Harrison Martin. He's a good player. He's not an yeah. all star. He's never gonna be a borderline all star. Or, you know, I mean that ship sailed and that would have been like five years ago. But um Dallas you know, at this point. Yeah, exactly. Um no, he's he's solid. He's a solid player. He knows his role. He's a professional. He's great in the locker room. Um, you know, he he knows what to do on the floor, and he does it. I think he does it better than a lot of players. You know, um, mm-hmm. he he's just a B. He's solid. He's a pro. He's a pro. He's, he's a, a he's pros a, pros. He's a yeah. pros pro. Yeah, for sure. Um, but then yeah, you, pretty he's pretty easy there. <laughs> that was easy, and like, and then you got. I mean, Baysmore next, right? Baysmore, yeah. Now, I think we're going to be going back to kind of our, uh, at least just to see what happens with the GPA thing, probably going back to our credit system. Yeah. Not put, you know, five credits for Barnes. That'd be three for Baysmore. I'm going to... I feel like you, you start, with, start with Baysmore. Go for it. I'm going to go C-, minus. unfortunately. Um like, you know, you get him after the Warriors year, you're looking at maybe even a B minus, but it's just he had such a bad year. And you're you know, on the Lakers and he's he's at this point in his career at thirty three where, you know, you you do see people dropping off at that age and uh you know it's just I don't know. Maybe I'm being a little hard on it, but he he could you can convince me a C. I don't think he can convince me a C plus just based on what he did last year. But um, I think he can be. I think he can be like a B minus kind of guy at the when it's all said and done. But right now, looking at it, I think it's a C minus. If we're going to be you know trying to be honest about it. Yeah, I, I'm not at all close to giving him a C. Um, I was. Just, like I was thinking C minus as well. I was actually I kind of thought you would give him a C, um, but you gave him a C minus. I'm like, okay, yeah, I totally agree with that because I would be more tempted to give him a D plus than I would a C, um, just because we're talking, you know, with some of these guys here that they have things to prove. I mean, like you're 33. Two years ago, you had one of you had a very productive season, um, and then the year the next year you had your worst season of your career, um, you know. We have to see what happens. And like I said, I kind of alluded to earlier, he took a step back defensively. His defensive rating was like one, what, 114 last year, maybe a little higher. I don't know. It was it was definitely his worst in a while. And, um, again, that could have played into all sorts of things. Again, like we said, the Lakers, like who had a good year on the Lakers, like through and through. Like Malik Monk, you probably named some, a few others, but I'm not, I don't I don't I don't care about the Lakers. Um, but you you get the point. Um, but he's just got so much to prove, and um, I would honestly be hesitant to be like, yeah, no, he's gonna he's gonna fill this role the way that you need to. It's gonna be perfect scenario. I think while that can happen, I don't know if it's likely. Um, mm-hmm. And so I would give him a C minus as well. Um, but you know he could easily get like a C C plus, and he wouldn't even have to necessarily do what he did in Golden State. If he could just be a solid defender, um, that can run the floor well, he's smart. He knows where to go with the ball if it comes to him. Uh, you know, and guard a 
couple different positions out on the perimeter. I mean, like, that would be very useful. Um, but, you know, I just say for now, C-. minus. Yeah, and I think that's a pretty good consensus there. Yeah. And then what you got, KZ, Akpala. And Shima Moneke. And I, just like the other, uh, like Delvadova and Cook, I'm going to pair them up. Um, you want to go first? Um, Yeah, I mean, like D, D+. Plus. You, you're just so, they don't have a lot you know, of time under their belt in the NBA. They have a lot to prove. Um, yeah, I mean, they, you know, they have length and athleticism, but, you know, NBA's more than that, and you have to have skill. And um, they're just, you know, they're just so raw still at this point in their career. Even though Casey's been in the league for, like, three years, it's just, you know, it hasn't got a lot of playing time. And, you know, that's kind of for a reason probably. So, uh I don't know. I'll be nice and just say D plus, but they're not starters. I mean, Chima's not even in the league for a, you know a reason, right? So at least Casey's been on the Heat and got some minutes. But what about you? Yeah, I mean, I would almost be tempted to say uh, that their grade should be incomplete. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. but uh, I would I would honestly just give them a D because you know. For this, for the reasons you laid out, um, they just like you don't know what you're gonna get, and even if you are getting like, like Mike Brown said, Casey Okpala could be a defensive player of the year candidate, but he'd have to find the minutes, and uh, I don't know anybody who's pointed, you know, out how he can earn those minutes because he doesn't shoot. Um, I don't know what you can do. He's very good defensively, but I don't. You know, we're talking about Baysmore. And it's just like, you know, Bays- we're talking about Baysmore easily losing us, like losing any right to a spot in the rotation if he's anything like he was with the Lakers, which was just not really efficient on both ends. And if you're only efficient on defense, but you're a complete liability on offense. And again, I know I said the thing about Davion Mitchell deserves that B minus for his defense alone, but Davion Mitchell, has a year under his belt, he has he could control an offense for a good deal of time. He's proven that, like he's proved a lot of things. You just don't know what you're getting out of these guys. Um, I would cut them some slack in the regard and maybe get think about giving them a D plus um, only if you put a lot of emphasis on the fact that Apollo in his three years, you know, he started during the pandemic year that like screwed with things. Things haven't really been normal for him. I don't think they've had state. They had summer league for a while there um, until last summer. Um, and, you know, I think he's had some like issues in terms of like things Things haven't been so smooth in terms of, like, his developmental path. Um, and then, like, Akpala, like, talk about, like, that kind of, like, tenacious attitude and, like, that underdog mentality. I mean, he uh, is, is, I think his family is Nigerian. He was born and raised in Australia. He went to school at UC Davis, another WCC school like Della Vadova at St. Mary's. Um, he did not get drafted. I think he played in summer league maybe after he declared for the draft, but then he got cut from the French, like the French second, like most elite league. He got cut like early on, fought his way back and became like the MVP of some tournament in Europe last year. So he's like a nice story. Um, but again, in terms of like, what are they proven? What do we know we're going to get out of them? And it's just like, I wouldn't bet on a whole lot. 
they're long, athletic, and versatile defensively as far as we can tell. But, like, other than that, they might just end up being a huge liability. I mean, like, Mo Harkless is a really good defender. <laughs> I don't want him on the floor. <laughs> like, yeah, right. He was such a liability. It's just like, no, people are just going to leave him alone. Like, don't do that. <laughs> um, so I just feel like it might be more of the same fate. So I would just give them a D. I wouldn't give them an F because, like, they're not – they don't have, like – 80 year old knees you know yeah yeah <laughs> they're capable in some degree but i would give them a d okay i'm fine with the d with that too and like i like the incomplete but um for grading yeah a, a d's yeah. i think a d's fair wow harrison barnes is carrying that because it's a two three four gpa because they only get one credit that d yeah that's that's a c plus i feel like we should just leave that at a c plus yeah, that's totally fair. I don't want to bump it. I don't, I don't think it's a B minus group. No, it's not even close. C plus is honestly almost. I mean, that's, Barnes carries it, but yeah, that's evident that Barnes carries it. If it's a C plus, if it's a B minus, that's giving a lot of. That's saying no big deal to having two completely unknowns. Yeah. On there. Maybe they should get an incomplete. Give them, just give them no grade. Yeah. Right. <laughs> All right. Power forward position. This is like a position that I feel like we didn't include in being potentially the best, but they're definitely not the worst. I think they're very solid. Um, I think Keegan Murray obviously is going to start, um, most likely, you know, a rookie. Um, and it's obviously we're talking like one of the big themes with a lot of these guys is they have to prove things, and he's got things to prove. But like, and maybe I'm being naive. <laughs> And I'd be willing to live with the effects of being wrong, but I'm probably I'm very confident that he's going to be a very productive player on this team. And you know his physical length, his ability to shoot and score in a variety of ways, be a good defender. Um, like I said, like I I don't know if this will happen. This is just a hunch. But there might be times where with him and Barnes starting. You know, you might see Barnes guard the four and Murray guard the three. If Barnes is, you know, not great one-on-one versus guys, especially elite, you know, athletic um, threes. You might see Murray end up being a better uh, defensive look against him. Um, might switch off. I don't know. But I just feel like Murray, and also he's very good on the glass, very good in transition, and he's got a professional demeanor to him, um, which I think is one of the things I feel confident in that too, because that's been the consistent thing about Monty McNair's draft picks. Tyrese Halliburton. He looked like a pro from day one. Davion Mitchell, work ethic of a pro, ended up looking like a pro at the end of his season. You saw the improvement. Keegan Murray, like he, you never saw him. Like I, I will never forget the first two games of the California classic. He just lit it up that first one. And that second one, he had a terrible first half. Second half comes around. He's like, I'm not going to press it. <laughs> you go, I'm going to go out and win the game. The game's meaningless, but I'm going to go out and win the game. And you, I feel like you saw his maturity blossom throughout the summer league. You know, I think his turnover situation improved as games went on. Um, and you wouldn't even see him really like being the focal point as much as he was in summer league in the NBA. So it's just like, I don't really have a lot of bad things to say about Murray. Of course, he's got to prove it. Um, so like, I'm kind of in that I would almost be able. I would. I, I want to give him a B. Um, 
because I think he could at the end of the season easily be a B or a B plus. <laughs> um, maybe I'm maybe not a B plus. I don't know if De'Aaron Fox is a B plus. That's kind of saying a lot. But I want to say B. But I think I'm going to go with B minus just because he's a rookie. But I do. I I feel like you could easily give him a C C plus just because we've given all these other guys lower grades because we don't know what they're going to do. But again. I don't know. Maybe it's just a little bit of a confidence that's just different with this guy. But I'm going to say B minus. I want to hear what you think. Um, I was thinking more in the C plus B minus range, just because he is a rookie. He has a lot to prove. Like, I mean, Davion Mitchell won summer league MVP just like this guy last year, and he's only a B minus in his second year, right? Um, I think Murray is better. You know, he was a four pick compared to you know Mitchell being what the ninth. Um, Murray has so much more potential than Davion Mitchell, but, um, you know, he, to me, it's hard to rate rookies high like that. And, um, he's no way a B. I think he can, I, you can easily convince me for a B minus, um, like a low B minus, but still he's, he's going to be productive this year. If that shot, if he can hit that shot, like he was during summer league, then he's going to be like, you know, not the focal point of the offense, but he's going to. He's going to add in, you know, a lot of help up, you know, shooting in space on the floor. And he's going to be a good defender, good off the glass, stuff like that. So um, I think I'm okay with giving him a B minus. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like I really had to stop myself there for when I was kind of like, oh, B, maybe a B plus by the end of the season. I'm, I'm like, wait, 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 wait shut up. I feel like you're right. Yeah. Maybe in, maybe in, in two or three years. Um, but like, I feel like you're right about the C plus. I feel like just given the the mood, just because we have confidence in the guy, I mean, we, we gotta judge these guys equally. We've given everybody not like we haven't been giving them a tough time in the fact that they have to prove stuff, but we've made that a pretty big factor. And I feel like giving him a B minus that kind of neglects that factor. So I feel like I would go C plus. And we're talking about this group not being exceptional, but being like really solid. And I feel like you know. Colleges may not agree with me, but I think a C plus is a solid grade. Yeah, I'm I'm totally okay with the C plus too. So let's, let's go to C plus. He's a rookie. He's a rookie, mm-hmm. and he has a lot to prove. Fourth pick, percent. Exactly. Class. And the teacher's a complete, you know what? Um, all right, Trey Lyles. Um, you you go ahead, Lyles. I like Lyles, and so I'm going to give him a C-plus as well. Um, he's a guy who's been in the league for a minute, um, and I don't know. I never really watched Trey Lyles until last, you know, half of last season when he came to the Kings, but he just, I don't know, he, he, he just looked like a pro out there, like every step of the way. It seemed like he never made the wrong decision. Uh, he's a good rebounder. You know, he, I loved him being in that corner and just knocking down one three-pointer and then having to be respected for the rest of the game. Love that pump fake. Um, he just, you know, he's not the best guy out there, and he knows he's not the best guy out there, but he's going to do what he can to help the team. Um, and he, yeah, it just seems like he makes every play is like the right play, and uh, that's why he's a C plus. He's not exceptional, but he's. I'm really happy that he's our backup power forward because. I really liked him last year. But again, he's not he's not great. He's just very smart. And so I think I think a C plus sounds bad, but I think it's deserving and you know, it's a good C plus. It's like a guy who had like a 
like a D plus, and he just like really picked it up. He got the honor roll or on a roll. It's on a roll. <laughs> he jumped up to a C plus because you know what was Trey Lyles really doing in his career? Um, for being like a like a like a high pick, and uh, I don't know. Maybe yeah. I just don't know enough about Trey Lyles, but. No, I, I I hear you though. I feel like it is kind of like that high C plus. Like he's got a lot of issues at home. That's really good for him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but um, uh, no, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, I feel like in terms of like, who do you want as a backup for in this league? I feel like Trey like you like a perfect answer to that could be Trey Lyles. Like a perfect realistic answer. Of course, you you want Wall the second best power forward in the league. No, but like in terms of realistic backup power forwards guys that belong in an, in an NBA rotation you know they don't get like a huge amount of minutes um but play a significant amount of the game and are playing with different units and he 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 does all that perfectly he's trustworthy he's effective um I think one of the things that you would see Alvin Gentry tear his hair out about would be that the Kings would lose possessions they give their team the other team second opportunities or they would never they'd never really show up on the offensive glass at all like they were always getting overrun on that and you know it sounds so simple but Lyles has one of the best rates of uh uh I was gonna say consuming I guess that's the right word consuming defensive rebounds and he's just so good at it and he just he secures those possessions those stops and um I just think that that that's huge and like Monty McNair said uh you know he's got the he's got a, the big big body and he shoots like a guard and I know he had like if you look at his stats it's like in total last season he wasn't great from three he was like 32 percent but the last two seasons before that combined you know he was shooting uh 38 percent from three and um you know yeah together uh the two seasons combined and then with Sacramento last year, I mean, he was shooting a solid three, you know, thirty-six point five percent from three, which I think is about what I would expect him to shoot, like over thirty-five percent, hopefully, uh, this year. I mean, he's done that pretty consistently uh, from time to time. Uh, his time with Detroit wasn't great last year, but I don't know if he was—he was definitely playing less minutes there, and obviously that was really going through a tough rebuild. Um, I, I don't know how easy it is to compete on those kinds of teams. That's not an excuse. But I do just really think that Trey Lyles is a solid player. And um, I feel like some people could probably make the argument that he's a C. Some people could probably get a little overzealous and say he's a B minus. But I just think he squeezes right into the, that C plus range. Um, just because, you know, I, he's, he's perfect for that. And, you know, um, he's, he's one of our favorite players for a reason. Yeah, exactly. But, um, Mezzi Mamba. Mezzi Mamba. I'm not a big Metsy fan, personally. I'd probably have to give him... I'll be nice. I'll say C-. minus. I think the way he ended last season bumps him up to that C-. minus. I think all of last year is a D plus. The year before, a D plus. But, um, you know, he ended he ended the season well, shooting the ball well. Um, you know... He definitely showed that he has some potential. It, it was all about shooting for Metu. He's a stretch four. He's an athletic guy. He's not going to bully anyone around in the paint. And it all came down to that shooting, really. Um, his defense is whatever. I don't think it's great. I don't think it's like awful. I don't. It might be even a little below average, but um, 
it's all about the shooting. And but as your third string guy, like him starting like a handful of games last year, that's just embarrassing, honestly. And him being your backup power forward, that's embarrassing in my opinion as well. But you have him as a third string guy, like it's kind of like Delavadova. You don't want him being your you don't want him being your backup point guard in the league, but. You know, third string guy in case, you know, Lyles or Murray goes out or goes down and you need some minutes. Like, I'm okay with Metsy filling that role. And uh, I think I think C minus is a it's a good grade for him. Yeah, I would I would agree. Um I um I was almost I feel like based on the way he closed it, I would be tempted to give him a C, but because I didn't really use that we didn't really use that in some of the other guys' cases. Um, maybe a little bit in Davion Mitchell's, but I would, I would probably say C minus as well. Um, I think that if he can really thrive in a just like a catch and shoot situation from three and just really like lock that down, um, if he can get comfortable with that, and I think he's got a one of the things about him is he's only been in the league for like four seasons now. This is going to be his fifth year. He's still pretty young. Um, this is kind of a big season for him in that like. He's not necessarily going to, like, if he doesn't prove that he's a valuable asset, even in the role that he'll be playing with the Kings this year, like, I can't see him, like, people aren't just going to give him a contract, like an NBA team. Like, he's really got to, like, show that he's improved. And in total, he shot 30% from three last season. He closed it out really well. Um, but he's got to prove that he's, you know, that stretch four. He has the athleticism. Um, I think defensively i think some of his stats defensively are a little inflated um because i i can't say why but just like when you watch him you don't think he's a good defender but you look at his defensive stats and some of the like advanced statistics and he's like oh he's solid it says but i i I don't know how much i buy into that just because from what the eye shows he's not like elite or anything like that he comes up with some deflections sometimes i feel like he is late when he was getting a more prominent role last season um and he'll he'll grab rebounds um but like he's not like he's i feel like to say he's a good def- like I, to say he's a good defender would say that he's like gonna be like would like i don't even know if he's a better defender than harrison barnes um i wouldn't say that he is no. so like de- defense is like not 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 one of his things I, but if you look at the stats and if you dig like deeper some of his stats are kind of like good um no, they're I, I believe they're it. they're good to the to like relative to the rest of the team. Um, like his defensive rating is like one eleven. That's pretty average, I think, for a power forward. That might be on the lower end of average, but like that's kind of like again relative to the rest of the team, that's decent. But like it's not he's not a he's not a good defender. I'd say he's like he's kind of surprising if you watch the Kings. He's kind of surprisingly good, but he's not a good defender. Or he's surprisingly better than you think, probably. Just when you look at stats and stuff like that, but you can't get caught up in analytics, especially when it comes to defense. Sometimes with defense, you just have to watch. Yeah, and and he's just kind of like, you know, he's athletic, but sometimes I feel like his his legs get a little rooted in the ground. He's not a super quick, um, you know, I don't know. But C minus definitely for Metu. Yeah, yeah, C minus is pretty fair for the guy. So, uh, what do we got for the power forwards? That's a C average. That's pretty good. Yeah. I would, and then we, we want to bump it up a grade. <laughs> I'm okay. Yeah, I'm I'm good with the C plus there. I think a C plus is good because the small forward got C plus. 
And yeah, similar yeah, in the way worried. that the 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 point guard and the shooting guards got Bs, and we kind of think that I don't know. I we'll just let those grades speak for themselves. Um, I kind of almost feel like we should give the small forwards. This. No, no, no. C plus is cool. C plus is fine. Yeah, I think I think B B C plus C plus center now. Center. So I mean, this might be this could easily be the best group. I mean, you start off with Sabonis. Um. I mean that dude's a two-time All Star. He's he's an A minus. He's still in his prime. So. He's A minus. He's the best player on the team. Um, he's the most important player on the team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the most important player on the team. Um, I mean, I don't even have you know. I don't even have to defense a bonus. I mean, he's it's a great player. Speaks for itself. Exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, he's like like in terms of being a center, like he's really like top. He's like top of the line. Like he's really good, um, and he's going to get full minutes at center, which he should be doing because he couldn't. He can't guard modern power forwards. It's part of the problem with, with what happened in Indiana. And one of the things that might mitigate that. I mean, I think we're kind of just to skip ahead here. We did kind of have a consensus that it's an A minus. I don't know if we need to say more, um, but you know, when you might not see that same issue with Sabonis having to guard the four and Miles Turner was guarding the five in Indiana if you had instances where Holmes and Sabonis are on the floor together. I'm not saying they should start together. I'm not saying that you should even have a lineup that gets heavy minutes that has them together. But we don't know what this team's going to look like. There might be a mix of different things. It might work out. And one of the reasons that might make it work out is that Holmes could realistically guard a modern four as opposed to Sabonis, who with Indiana, when he was in charge of doing that, could not do that. And Sabonis as a defensive center is average. I think he's pretty solid. Um, you know, I don't think he's great. He's not a rim protector by any means, but he he's he's a smart player. He's one of the smartest players in the league, I think. And um, I think he puts himself in good positions defensively. He's very smart and competes, and he's in it every time. You know, every play, every minute of the game. And I I just I I think that uh, kind of that's a nice transition to Holmes because I do think you. There, there's a good chance that you're going to see a good amount of Holmes. I mean, I don't see him slipping behind, you know, in terms of like minutes and whatnot. I feel like if anything, he's going to be gaining minutes because last year was a little weird, but I feel like this year things are a little more cleared up um, off the court and on the court. Like he missed a lot of time. He had some weird things going on off the court that, you know, might still linger in just kind of distractive ways. But I, I mean, like, it seems as if it's mostly behind him. So, like, this is an opportunity for Holmes to be really good. And Holmes, like, he could be starting his starting center on so many different teams. And, like, just in that fact alone, like, you have two really good centers. Like, there's a reason this might be one of the best positional groups. You know, Holmes is, is he's a good, uh, he's, a, he's an athletic defender. He's actually a, he's got decent hands. You know, again, I wouldn't call him like a rim protector, but he had 1.6 blocks not too long ago, which is, you know, pretty good. And, um, he, you know, I, I think, that, and what he does on offense, he's just reliable. You dump it off to him. He's got, he's a very efficient player when the ball gets, uh, comes his way and he has to put up a shot. Um, he's not looking to be a first officer or anything like that. He's very much about what he can do to help the team. And in a way, he could be the spirit of this team in a way and like the heart and energy of it. Um, and as a bench role, if he really embraces that and thrives in it, like he could be really good. But again, he's got what it takes to be a starter and he's your backup. 
I mean, like, talk about another. He's a potential six-man-of-the-year candidate. I don't think that's a crazy thing to say. <laughs> Maybe it's very early, and I wouldn't put money on it. But, I mean, like, if things work out and he can really relish that role, things could be really good. He's a really good player. Yeah, I mean, Holmes, like you said, sorry, I was I was muted. Um, <laughs> um, I think he's a B. He, he could be starting on a lot of teams. Um, he's just, I mean, the I mean, last year was an anomaly. He he had a lot going on. Um, and you bring in Sabonis, kind of question his role. But if you look at the last two years on the Kings before that. And what made him earn that contract last season was, he, I mean, he was he was solid. He's a very efficient, good defender, knew his role really well, um, reliable. And, uh, I mean, I, I really hope Holmes can get back on track, and I, I think he can. I think there were just so many factors last season. But, I mean, from the get-go, from getting on the Kings, he was he's been basically the same player. And I think that player was a B-level player in – I think that's where he stands right now. And even coming off the bench, I think he he is going to get a lot of minutes. And I think we will see Sabonis and Holmes more than people think. Uh, just, you know, for the fact that Holmes can guard that modern-day four um, and still be an efficient player. I don't know. I guess we'll see. But he gets a B from me. I think I think you're right because I think in term, if you're looking at this as just strictly on paper, which is kind of what we're doing with this like position we're going positional group by positional group i think he is a b i think you know what grade i would give him to what impact he has on the team that's another one of those like that's all incomplete like everybody gets an incomplete except for like fox and sabonis for the most part because just like we don't really know how all these players are going to work exactly we can formulate ideas and see how different things can work and not work so like that's a little harder but i think in terms of just on paper for the mere fact that he would be starting on a lot of teams. Um, I would give him a B as well. All right, yeah. Al- I, Alex Len. Len? I like Len. I mean, I would even be lightweight okay having Len be your backup center. He's been in the league for a minute. Um, he's nothing special, but he's going to give you decent minutes. He's not going to play a lot. But... um I mean, honestly, I'll give oh, man. I don't know if I'll give him a C plus. I think he's at least a C. I mean, maybe that first in on the Kings, he's a C plus. But Alexander's a C. Um, I think he could be a C plus, not a B minus. But um, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's like these guys are pretty well known, you know. So mm-hmm. you know, you know what you're gonna get from Lynn. It's nothing great. It's nothing bad. But he can hold down that center position, match up with some bigger bodies, you know, make those little dump offs or some tip ends and stuff like that. He can even hit threes decently, honestly. So um, I don't know. He's, he's a C for me. It seems like a pretty solid choice of a grade. Yeah, I mean, I I feel like it's somewhere between a C minus and a C for me. Um, I think. Like in terms of C, like he's a really trustworthy and, you know, like experienced center who's big and can move pretty well. And you can move, you can kind of plug him into different parts of the offense. He's, you never want him to be, you know, uh, like a, 
like a focal point of the offense in any real way. Um, but he's pretty good in the pick and roll. He's big. You can dump things off to him. He's not going to really hurt you in a lot of ways. But one of the things that made him so good with his, in his first stint with the Kings was he, in that stretch of time, was one of the best defensive centers. Um, and he just hasn't really – he didn't show that very much last year. Um, and honestly speaking, he might be on the decline defensively. And, I mean, like, if we're talking about people having to prove things, I mean, he might have something to prove um, in my mind. Um, talk about, like, different things going on for him. I mean, like, of course, like, he's got things going on at home in Ukraine uh, and that muddied mess. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's one of those things where it's just, like, as a third center, he's what you want. But, like, I would almost be tempted to say he's a C-minus in the fact that, uh, I mean, like, just I feel like he's kind of got to prove that he can kind of, like, like, if he, if he had to, like, really fill in a significant amount of minutes, like, I feel like things get funky. Like, what does he do that's similar to Sabonis and Holmes? Um, but I guess that kind of is getting into more how he functions with the rest of the team, which is what we said we're not really doing, which is on paper. So, I mean, like, I'd be willing to give him a C because I feel like he hasn't declined that much. Um, but, you know, he definitely isn't. You know, as good defensively, and I think that knocks him a little bit. So I would, I would argue for a C minus, but I'll let you give a final I, call. Uh, I'm okay with the C minus, and it doesn't really matter to me. I, Alex Lynn's not going to be. I don't know. Holmes gets hurt, <laughs> hurt a lot, but it's going to be the Holmes and Sabona show, and he's you know going to be do those third string minutes, and maybe as like a third stringer, like that's great. You know, like I'm very happy with Lynn being your third string center, but. C minus. That's I, I get what you're coming from, so totally okay with that. Yeah, very trustworthy and everything like that. It's just like, uh, but I just don't know if like the, you know, the teacher's fond of him, but I don't know if the teacher really believes he's given his, you know, this is the best time for his. I don't know. I'm trying to do school analogies, and that's not really working. <laughs> um, but, uh, in you know, in terms of the credit system being five three one. Uh, a minus B C minus works out to a three two four, which is a freaking B. And if we're bumping that up, that's a B plus. That would be the best positional group. Um, makes sense. I mean, Sabonis and Holmes on paper, it does make a lot of sense. Yeah. So I and, and, and if Fox was an A minus, he I'm pretty sure that that would bump the average up to a B plus, and that would make sense as well. So I don't, mm-hmm. I don't think that that's crazy. No, not I mean Sabonis, like the best player on the team, two time All Star. He carries that really hard, and it helps having, you know, um, Holmes who could be a starter on a lot of teams on as your backup. That's huge, and they're more than deserving of a B plus. Definitely the best positional group right there. Definitely, and I'm calculating the final score right now. Um, every credit's the same for each positional group. Each positional group has the same credits. And based on the grades of B for the point guards, B for the shooting guards, C plus for each of the small forwards and the power forwards, and a B plus for center, that is a 278 GPA, which comes out to a total of a B minus. But if we were to bump it up, that's a B. Okay. I think that's, I think that's pretty fair. I mean, Kings... They seem like a B team on paper. They have a lot of proof. I think they can be better. I mean, I, mm-hmm. they could be worse, but, um, you know, 
B. I'm happy with the B. I think at the end of the day, it's going to be Fox and Sabonis and shooters around him. And depending on how well the shooters play and how well Fox plays, honestly, that's going to be really telling of how good this team is. You're going to see a lot of three balls this year. And it's and at the end of the day, it's going to depend on how many of them are falling and how well they can get stops on defense. So um, I could see this team really being like a B plus at the end of the year. But mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm fine with the B. They have a lot of proof. Yeah, I feel like, like, B, like, I would almost be like the teacher would do the B, B minus thing on top of the page. And you're like, what the hell does that mean? Um, but like, I feel like you're teetering between that. I would go with B since this is an on paper thing. And like you said, it could very end up very well end up being a B plus. It could also at the end of the year very well end up being not just a B minus, but like a C plus. So like anything can happen. But I think a B that at this point, looking at the team, looking at what they can do. That's pretty solid. And, um, of course, that doesn't really factor in how everything works out together and what the competition's like around the league. Um, I think a B for the Kings roster on paper uh, is is pretty solid. I don't know. What do the people think? Is that too kind, too harsh? Um, Could he very well have been a B minus? I don't know. It depends what you all think. Yeah, let us know. I think it's more than fair, but... It's August, <laughs> you know. Exactly, it's no. August. That's why we're doing this. But um, I think it's fair. It, it, I they have Sabonis, they have Fox. I mean, I think almost that alone makes that a B team. But um, they have they have a lot of proof, and they have pieces. They have Herder, they have Monk. You know, you kind of some like a question mark in Murray. Not like a big question mark, but how well is he gonna do? And um, you know. How well is Bazemore going to give Bennett minutes to Barnes on the backup as a backup? But I like the B. I think it's fair. Yeah. I just think on that small forward thing, it'll just be interesting. Like we said, it'll probably be a backup by committee. If Bazemore can take over the bulk of that job, all the better. But, I mean, I think even if you're playing three-guard lineups, you're relying on Keegan Murray being versatile. I think the Kings can really make this work. And, again, we'll have to see how it all looks, how it all works together, and what the competition's like. But not bad. I think Kings fans can probably say that this is the best roster they've had on paper in a while. I don't think that that's actually a crazy thing to say at all. Easily. Easily. But nice. All right. Well, we did a little bit of a report cards. Um, if any of you are students, I'm sorry it's that time of year. But uh, yeah, I hope you enjoyed. <laughs> hope you all enjoyed. Uh, do you have anything else to add? I think that's it. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, have a good one.